What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 202 in year four. We are nearing the end of this year. And, uh, man, not a lot to talk about this week. Uh, (laughs) No, there is not. (laughs) Yeah, Comic-Con kind of screwed us with the whole writer strike and everything like that, Um, which is kind of crazy. You know, it's speaking of the writer strike, because I feel like that's going to be a topic until this is over. Yeah. Um, I posted in a Discord that Disney is now hiring a bunch of AI positions starting at $180,000. That is so fucked, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Because, like, I mean, I just, I don't get, I understand in, at least in America, I can't speak for anywhere else, money is king like everybody wants to see how much you can make money for the least cost possible so doing ai makes sense the only way i think everybody starts like i guess people win out here is people in general have to come together and it's unfortunate because i see so many people on twitter that don't give a shit about the writers or actors because they think they're like entitled rich people and I'm just like, bro, y'all sit here and watch this content every fucking day. Yeah. And you're going to sit here and say that they're entitled people or whatever. Like, And it's unfortunate because I, as somebody who wants to be a writer, who wants to be in that industry, I know how hard it is to get creative. I know the days when you just don't feel like writing and you got to force yourself to write and do all that kind of stuff. But it, it, it does kind of suck as, you know, when they're, when you realize there are viewers out there that don't give a shit about any of that. They just think, oh, you're here to provide me entertainment, and that is it. I don't give yeah. a shit about anything else. It, it's wild. Uh, you know, there's this mentality online um, that I see a whole bunch. It's like, uh, like, why are people so adamant on rooting for the billionaires, the yeah. corporate, like, monsters, basically? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's totally different for, in my perspective of, like, when you look at a box office success, like for me, that's different. It's not saying, Hey, the billionaires get richer. It's like, Mm. Hey, this really cool movie is succeeding uh, due to the talent that's attached to it is what I really see. But when people like are legitimately fighting against and arguing against these writers and actors Mm -hmm. that are picketing, it just freaking blows my mind. Like, what do you have like to argue? Like, like what like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense like why would you be on the side of somebody who is a billionaire when you're not getting any of that money you're just getting the entertainment but you already pay for the service so you can already be entertained yeah it it doesn't make any sense yeah and it's i don't think you're gonna people are gonna realize it until we start getting really shitty movies right Mm -hmm. because here's the thing i do think ai is really impressive I think the things AI can do are insane. But as somebody who has two separate like Twitter accounts and I have one for spicy stuff so I can follow artists and all that kind of stuff that are more like, you know, mature art. AI, a lot of people love doing AI for that kind of shit. It's all the same. It's all the fucking same. And I'm just like, all right, cool. I've seen this a million times. I don't care about it anymore. That's what's going to happen with movies. It's going to be the same fucking plot, same plot twist, same bullshit. Hero does this kind of yada yada. Whereas you need the human element to be like, hey, we see that all the time. 
Let's do this. Now, granted, humans just run on a cycle, right? Like, yeah. I think we're kind of getting tired of superhero movies. Well, at least on DC's end, it feels that way. Well, but- not only on DC, just saying right now, mm-hmm. uh, the latest Disney Plus show, Secret Invasion, um, a lot of people are saying that uh, the MCU might be on its literal downtrend of rock Ooh. bottom. Interesting. I won't believe that until the Avengers movies fail. So true because I think TV is very different than movies. When their yeah. movies start failing consistently, then I'll be like, okay, they're done. Yeah. Um, because I haven't even watched the shows like any of them. Granted, yeah. I stopped after Endgame. But my thing is, look at what Barbie just sparked. The Mattel Cinematic Universe. Dude, it's probably going to hit a billion. Yeah. It's at $540 million right now. Yeah. And it was a different take on an IP that has existed for a long time. But, um, you know, it's a different take on something. Like, they didn't just go try to do some silly Barbie animated movie. They went and they're like, let's just make Barbie relatable. Let's make it this cool thing. Now, granted... If you're Ben Shapiro, you're fucking losing your mind. Uh, And you think this is the worst fucking movie ever. But, you know, I don't want to get into that topic. But I do think, like, I don't know, man. It's Barbie. uh, The memes today, I don't know if you saw them, are just, like, all shocked reaction memes of, like, Greta Gerwig realizing she just started the Mattel Cinematic Universe. Because it's just, like... (laughs) Because even Greta Gerwig, she was was like, I have no ideas for Barbie 2 right now. She was like, zero, absolutely zero. Because she's she's a director. She wants to direct other stuff, too. Yeah, and she she is directing, I believe, two, if not, like, one Narnia uh, movie on Netflix, apparently. Yeah. Um, But she did say in an interview that she, like, from, like, in the middle of filming Barbie, Mm. that, like, she had already heard rumors and talks of the Mattel universe of like yeah. uh, getting into like bringing back GI Joe and like all of these other different things. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. It'll be very interesting. It'll be cool if they do it well, but my fear is Barbie do. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't confirm or deny how it'll be, but I do feel like Barbie is the unique uh it's a diamond in the rough right and then everybody's just gonna try to carbon copy barbie and it's not gonna work it's like every movie that's tried to be john wick they don't work john wick is great because it has the small details it has long action scenes instead of a bunch of jump cuts it's what makes john wick amazing still can't get over that fight scene in season four that's video game like like that was yeah yeah amazing scene and so that's what makes it great. And then everybody's just going to be like, oh, Barbie, like, go went into a real world. Like, I'm already hearing Barney is going to be, like, different and shocking and all this kind of stuff. There, There is uh, – it's the guy from Get Out. Yeah. Um, he is making the a – The actor, not the director. Yeah. Uh, he's making a uh, grounded, yeah. realistic horror genre Barney. Yeah. I mean, Barney, I don't know. Is he going to eat the kids or something or what? Like, what's going to happen? Like, is he going to grab a kid and eat the head off? You know what I mean? Like, that would be crazy. But if you're saying it's going to be horror, please don't make Barney Five Nights at Freddy's. 
because I that's mean, we already, already happening. Getting Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 gonna be again more of the same. Yeah. Um, and you said there was a lot of people who tried to make another John Wick carbon copy. Yeah, we have seen failure after failure of people trying to copy the MCU and people trying yeah. to copy superhero movies. Uh, it's it's this idea that like once somebody grabs hold of that lightning in a bottle, people want that lightning in a bottle. Yeah. It's just like, oh, they made a lot of money doing it. I want to make a lot of money doing it. And it's what people do. It's not just movies. Yeah. Like, we talked about how uh, TikTok is yeah. always the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And it, it happens. It's trends. It's just, it's just what happens all the time. Yeah. And it's funny that everybody sees the trend, right? I, you know, we've heard it since we were kids. Monkey see, monkey do. Like that's mm-hmm. been the biggest thing forever, and it's it's the most truest statement that I could recall. Because as much as we know patterns exist, and everybody's just gonna do what's successful, nobody sits back and realizes like, let's look at the first person that started it because they were the different person and yeah. do something different. They're like, no, let's just all do the same thing that everybody does. Mr. Beast is the number one guy, but everybody copied what Mr. Beast does. And they're all, nobody's as big as Mr. Beast in that realm. Um, same thing with like PewDiePie when he was on the rise with gaming, right? He was crazy. He was doing like all this other random stuff. And so like nobody realizes that. Um, and that's why certain people stick out, right? Like Tarantino, whether you like Tarantino or not, great director in a in his own way like he does his own thing yeah super feet fetish guy like it's in everything that he does but um yeah i don't know like nobody understands that part where that's what makes people so popular and but they're like no let's just do exactly what they did in that film but yeah i don't know man it's gonna be um interesting to see where it goes with all this ai stuff because um yeah, I don't know. I just can't believe they're paying $180,000 for AI. Like, is that just writing prompts or what? what's the case? There? I, I don't know, man. Because, like, for, for one, like, it's it's wild because uh, my wife is a social media manager. Mm-hmm. And uh, her job has kind of influenced them to use ChatGBT to really? as their as their base be like okay. hey use this and then tweak it to whatever is necessary um because i don't know if i told you this i think i said it in one uh prior episode but a friend of mine was like hey i want to see what chat gbt can think of when it comes to a batman beyond movie and it literally copied and pasted the synopsis of batman beyond was basically it like there was nothing new or creative at all about the idea of batman beyond Mm -hmm. and so when it comes to jet gbt you put in a prompt and it will take every little thing in the internet that is so basic about that prompt and put it there yeah so it has no voice it's just copy paste Mm -hmm. and so like I can see there being like a need for somebody to put in that prompt, but also tweak it a little bit because if not, if these companies are stupid enough to just be like, Hey, we put this prompt there. Let's make a movie out of this. Everything will legitimately be all the same. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I'm sure we're going to get 
comics eventually, AI comics that are probably written and drawn by AI? I really hope not. Uh, hap- literally happening right now as we are recording this, um, there is a uh, comics writers and fans uh, picketing with WGA event happening right now. Oh, really? Yes. Mm. Um, it is happening, I believe, in California, I think mm-hmm. it is. Um, I mean, over at yeah. Hollywood. Uh, it, I think it's actually happening at NBC Studios. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the writer of Lucifer, uh, Joe Henderson, um, he was the one who uh, tweeted it out and he said it was happening today. Nice. Uh, yeah, man, it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Um, I don't, I don't know, like Hollywood has shown time and time again that they only care about money and it's why we get the same repeat shit over and over. To be fair, though, a little bit of the blame goes on the viewers because you keep watching the same shit over and over. You know what I mean? Um, that is part of the problem. I saw that, I think it's, is it Paramount? I think it was Paramount said they're no longer going to do animations and because they don't want to hope that somebody's going to watch them. Yes. So <laughs> one thing that people are like freaking out about is like, mm-hmm. man, they completely just threw Sonic away. No, they want to focus on IPs. Sonic mm-hmm. is an IP. So Sonic will still be in the realm. And plus there it's a, it's like divided between CGI and live action. Yeah. So it's not necessarily animation. As mm-hmm. far as uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that is paramount. Um, they are already making a two-season TV series on Paramount Plus, as well yeah. as they're already planning a sequel for that. And that is, of course, also an IP. So they're mm-hmm. focusing on that. They're just not thinking of anything like as far as original animated content. Yeah. Um, Guillermo del Toro like ripped them a new one on Twitter. Yeah, he's, I saw that. He's like, that's freaking stupid. I literally just passed a, a post here, Juice. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. You talked about the 180K for Disney, right? Yeah. Well, it says here that Netflix is hiring a $900,000 a year AI product manager. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. What? Yeah. They don't have money to pay uh, writers and, and directors, man. Uh, well, I mean, the director has actually made their deal, so they should be fine. But it's everybody else that doesn't have the ability to do stuff. Um, you know, as much as we've been talking shit about The Rock lately, he did make a million dollar donation to, yeah, or they said seven figures, so it could be more. But yeah. I mean, the bare minimum would be a million dollars. So, um, yeah, he donated it. I saw a lot of people pointing out too, they're like, yo, where's like Meryl Streep? Rami Malek and all these other people. Every, every, they're they're wanting to know where because apparently there was some bigger names that were yeah. going to the studios saying, "Hey, don't do this," and they were the biggest names that were on the list of signing. Hey, we want to strike, and they're yeah. not striking. Um, there are big names out there though. We saw Brian Cranston uh, mm-hmm. striking in front of Disney. There is also uh, Colin Farrell still uh, striking, and then. Uh, there was also like where's uh, DiCaprio at? I know he's. I mean, there's got to be a lot of 25 year olds out there, right? He's got to have a reason. <laughs> he could be trying oh, to get shit. his next person out there. Oh, you know, granted, shit. I think he's dating a 19 year old, so he's got six years. So maybe Oof. that's why he's not in the market. But 
Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's kind of, uh, it's really shitty. It, it hurts as somebody that wants to be in that industry. And like right now I'm just like, God damn, you know, but it does seem like, I think if this happens, there will be studios like a 24 that are like, no, we're for the people, right? Like that'll branch out eventually. And people will just be like, Oh, Paramount's, uh, making this AI shit. We're not going to go watch it. You know what I mean? Um, I think the general audience will still not care and just go do whatever. Um, but again, I my opinions on the general audience have changed recently because I thought The Flash was going to be a success, and it wasn't. Um, but we'll be talking about The Flash here in a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I do think there will be studios that pop up that are like, we are for the artist. And I think a lot of actors will just start working for those studios. And yeah. um, they might have to take a pay cut for a while. But I think eventually when they start raking in the bucks, they'll unfortunately those those studios that pop up will do that and then start making money and eventually become the new big studios or they will allow themselves to be bought out by wb or paramount and they'll be like oh we're gonna keep it you know we're actually gonna pay actors and stuff and then eventually this will be back like this in 10 years or whatever yeah um which is unfortunately how things happen um but yeah it's uh it's funny i, I mentioned a24 because apparently they caused a lot of drama at San Diego Comic-Con because they were showing a like horror movie or something like that. And what happens is since for people that have never been to Comic-Con, Comic-Con is so insane that there's like exclusive lines that you need to be selected for to get into them because not everybody's like, they just can't have lines everywhere all over the city. Like it's just yeah. too much. So you get like 16 points and you can put these 16 points in 16 different things or you can just blow your load on one thing and try to get more chances to get into that one thing, right? So if you only want to see the premiere of the Batman, if if they did that at Comic-Con, you would just blow your load on that, right? To give yourself 16 chances. Yeah. And um, some people did that for this horror movie that was coming out. I don't know what it was called. I don't know what. It's some A24 horror movie. Well, that was supposed to be like you are secured to get into that screening because it's an exclusive. Your seat's secure. Well, apparently A24 gave out wristbands to first come, first serve. So everybody that did the exclusive things got fucked over and their whole load just went to waste. So a lot of people were super pissed um, because it was just so disjointed. And apparently even people that had wristbands, like a bus of people showed up and got ushered into the theater. And like everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? And so like people were shitting on A24 big time. Um, not as bad as Funko though. Uh, I don't know if you saw the stuff that happened with Funko, but everybody was calling it uh Funko Firefest because no, I didn't see this. Yeah, so Funko has this thing every year called Funko Fridays. It's like this big event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always wanted to go to it just to sell the shit you get because I've seen I have a friend that's really big into Funkos, and I roomed with him one year when he went to Funko Fridays, and he got a Pez from this thing. That was worth like five hundred dollars and God sold damn. it on eBay that day for five hundred. And Jesus. I was like, bro. So people just flip those Funkos from Funko Fridays like crazily, whether it's Batman or whatever. But anyways, uh, apparently they had like their food that they gave out was just like sandwiches with like a tomato and a lettuce and like a piece of chicken. Like I'm talking about like cut up boiled chicken, like a little piece of chicken in there. And they're yeah. like, what the fuck is this? And then uh, they were also charging for drinks, like water and stuff, when before you got all that stuff for free. 
And um, the one thing that was pretty fucked up in San Diego was during the con, bottles of water were like $7. Like, it was crazy how insane shit was. So a lot of of fucked up shit coming out uh, post-Comic-Con, which was nuts. But anyways, um, so yeah, there's uh, crazy AI stuff, Comic-Con, whatever. But let's move on to, since I mentioned The Flash on how it's changed my mind on the general audience, thinking that it would actually be successful. I, there's this th- this weird phenomenon with DC movies that they get their praise after they're out of the theater. And I don't understand this. It happened with Shazam. People were like, oh, Shazam's actually a good movie. And I'm like, well, you didn't, you know, you could have went and saw that in the theater instead of letting him make like $12 million. <laughs> um, but The Flash is soaring in digital sales. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So like they're on top of two charts right now or something. like that. I don't know what the difference between the two charts are, but yeah. it's number one. And so that's $20 a pop from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like. You could have saw it for cheaper in theaters. Is it because you own it that you're buying it? Like, I don't understand. I mean, that could also be something. There's also the idea of like, okay, you only have to pay $20 compared to taking a family of five. You have to pay almost $20 a pop, you know, fair, fair. plus concessions and everything else. Um, and that's the that's the big thing. Like I said before, this summer is jammed packed with possible like with at least four family hits, because mm-hmm. from what I've heard, Barbie is actually family friendly. It's not just a mature movie. It's it's something that everybody can see. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Spider-Man uh, uh, across the Spider-Verse. You have Transformers and you have The Flash. That's four right there. And so y- you can't have, you know, a family of four going to the movies every single weekend to watch these movies on top of also getting concessions and everything else. So they have to pick and choose. And so if they choose one, they're like, okay, we'll just wait until the other ones are streaming. So maybe that is easier. Yeah, that is a fair point. Um, But like, it's just, I don't get it, man. I don't get how DC is so poor at going to the theaters like fans are. Yeah. It's Superman is going to be the test. You know, if they don't show up for Superman, it's just nobody, nobody cares to go to the theater. It's, it's going to be really interesting because mm-hmm. from what do we remember? Um, I would like to see if, if it was in the original trailer, mm-hmm. but for the Suicide Squad. And again, the Suicide Squad is not the best choice just because it was in the middle of the uh COVID shutdown yeah. uh there was only a select few theaters that were actually showing it and then of course uh they streamed it straight to max mm-hmm. but i would be interested to see if they had put from the director of guardians of the galaxy in their trailer mm-hmm. for the suicide squad and if they would do it again for superman yeah i don't know i think i think they would i mean dc kind of has hinted at marvel a couple of times in their trailers before you know okay. with the mr like with the shazam one like the other marvel or whatever you know they did that remember yeah. um or they even did like uh like hey congrats to miss marvel or whatever you know when they oh were, that's true yeah, yeah, yeah and so i don't think they shy away from that so and and that's a big marquee thing i mean 
I'm pretty sure. I mean, I actually haven't seen. I've only seen one Oppenheimer trailer. But have they been like Christopher Nolan, the guy who did Inception? Like, is there one of those trailers? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. I actually haven't seen any trailers from Oppenheimer. I mean, I think just the word of mouth for those two movies have just been insane. Barbenheimer has been a real thing for sure. Yeah. Um, But I, I think that it would be smart to bring back at least the wording of guardians of the galaxy. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, from, from the creator who brought you, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, because that was the last installment. I think it would be smart so that way people can be like, oh, James Gunn did this Superman movie? Cool, let's Mm. go see it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope... um, I have no faith in in marketing for dc though for real no i i totally agree just because uh it was not any of the actual like max or dc or even harley quinn um accounts on twitter that i saw harley quinn was streaming today yeah yeah it is um they're just bad they're bad i don't know if it's somebody older that has that position but they need to like just move them to a like, hey, you oversee stuff, but you don't really have a say in things. Like, yeah, we need a new voice. We need a new person to come in here and lead, um, because it's just not working, man. Like, it's not that hard. Like, now, granted, they shoved the flash down people's throats, but yeah. it wasn't good. And again, we'll never know what the cause of the flash was. We don't know if it's because people are like these four movies don't matter. I we hate Ezra Miller. Apparently not. If everybody's buying it on VOD, the Ezra Miller yeah. thing doesn't matter because he's still in the movie. Um, I don't know. I wonder what their max numbers are when it goes on, if it's not on there yet. I wonder what those are going to be. But yeah, I don't know, man. So well, people will see. I mean, I, I'm curious if they're like, oh, it's doing really well on VOD. Should we keep Ezra Miller around? You know, yeah. um, I don't really. I think at this point you just kind of, you know, I still haven't got confirmation. So I think that Instagram uh, thing was bullshit of James Gunn saying that continuity starts with Superman legacy. Like I haven't seen that anywhere. So I don't know if they're going to still keep whatever happens in the flash, um, which again, still doesn't make sense. Um, I prefer James Gunn just to come out and say that now, like, Oh yeah. Superman legacy is the first movie, which we'll have to revisit. This wouldn't be surprised if he says after Aquaman comes out. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I think that might be the thing. Mm-hmm. If they still like, because as of right now, there are uh, a lot of people talking about delays and everything else. Uh, there has been a few movies that have been delayed. Um, there's still some that are very like much still staying where they are at. Uh, I know that the MCU's The Marvels is staying in November as well as Dune Part 2 is still mm-hmm. staying in December, I think. Or maybe even November. Yeah. Yeah, that, I have no interest to see those movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, especially Marvel's. I didn't see the first one. I don't know what it is about Brie Larson. I'm just not a fan. Love her and Scott Pilgrim, though. Love her song. Uh, her song is so Oh, great. yeah. Yeah. Love yeah, yeah. her. I didn't know that was Brie Larson until after I noticed I don't like Brie Larson like because she's like super blonde in that yeah and she plays a very different type of thing and then i was all like oh and then i i see that and i'm just like that's my favorite brie larson movie <laughs> she's not in it that long 
but I like her in that movie. Uh, although I did hear the movie she won an Oscar for was really good. I never saw that. Where she's, oh, like, that in a room was or some shit. Uh, which one the room yeah, yeah. yeah is it called the room yeah i just know yeah. she's like trapped in it um but uh yeah i don't know i don't know what it is um but that one also just looks really like really marvel you know cheesy kind of and i just yeah, can't do that uh, apparently the this will be the first one to have like a musical number to it oh. and stuff yeah it, it's it's gonna have they're like... trying to be joker well i think like the really big thing is uh, Kamala Khan uh, mm-hmm. is in it. And because of like her show being a lot about her heritage and stuff, yeah. there is going to be a scene that is very like Bollywood type. Uh, <gasps> They're not going to have Brie Larson do Bollywood dancing, are they? I'm not entirely sure. Oh, that's going to be. I, I guess you could get away with it if they're incorporating it. But that'll be that'll be something. Okay. <laughs> I'd I'd be interested to see see how the internet's gonna act with that one. But um, yeah, that'll be intriguing. Anyways, let's move on to something that kind of got some like leeway or like some like headlines, but not really. I don't think it was as big because again, nobody I guess cares for the Flash. Yeah, is. It came out that the reason Keaton's Batman was retired in the movie is because he killed someone in front of a kid or killed someone in front of their kid. Yes. Thoughts? So it's not really surprising that Keaton's Batman is a murderer because we've known this before. That's not the big conversation piece. The big conversation piece was when somebody finally reiterated that's like oh he was somebody else's joe chill Mm -hmm. and when you put it into that perspective that like you finally i think keaton and his batman this bruce wayne finally realized that like hey killing is not okay yeah because it finally hit him at that moment like oh that's me and i just killed his father yeah 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 no that all makes sense and um i guess maybe that's why it didn't get that much traction i mean again it's for a movie we're never gonna see again and this is probably the last time we're gonna see keaton as batman unfortunately uh still would have loved the beyond I i wouldn't mind them doing beyond animated and he is the voice you know like of older bruce wayne yeah that would be kind of cool but um i'm actually really excited to talk about beyond today because i love what they did with gotham like i i really like it too yeah so Um, that'll be be in the comic section but but the uh the scene that we're talking about uh it it is a deleted scene Mm -hmm. and it is viewable online already oh Um, it, it is out there um you get the exposition from the uh from young barry uh okay in the movie so when they are flying to Russia, they're like talking to each other and they're whispering and it's young Barry. It's like, oh, well, rumor has it that, you know, Batman like actually killed somebody and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it uh, and you're like, again, as a viewer, you're like, OK, yeah, this Keaton has killed before. That doesn't, you know, bother yeah. us. It's, it's something that we've all talked about. But that's when he mentions he killed somebody in front of his kid. And uh, so you're like, oh, shit. Uh, so it is uh, it was an actual deleted scene. Oh, interesting. Uh, did they have the extra end credit scenes or no? 
Uh, from I haven't. I think that would have been bigger news if we actually yeah. had seen that scene. So I don't believe it is out there yet. Okay. Yeah, I haven't bought the VOD yet just because I've just come back from traveling. So I'm trying to make sure I don't spend a lot of stuff. So um, I do want to buy that eventually because I could see myself watching that on a plane just to pass time. Yeah. Um, it was entertaining enough. But um, yeah, so I don't really think much of it. I was just like, eh, it, is, it is what it is. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. Like we're getting a new Batman. We're doing all this kind of stuff. So uh, who cares? Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. That's pretty much what's going on this week. There is a small bit of comic book news. I have been seeing this all over uh, Twitter. Uh, a new Black Label book by the artist and I assume writer uh, Christian Ward is going to be doing a book called Batman City of Madness. I'm assuming there's going to be multiple books because it does say book one on it. And um, yeah, I mean, it just looks like it's going to be a kind of a gothic style art, a uh, very unique art style. Um, and I don't, don't, I don't know if there's a synopsis for it. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Um, based on Lovecraftian cosmic horror, it will act as a pseudo sequel to Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum, Ser Serious House, on a serious earth. In addition, Ward has listed Scott Snyder's Batman, Court of Owls, and Jim Starlin's Batman the Colt as inspirations for the series. So um, anytime you mention Arkham Asylum to me, I cringe a little bit. Uh, I still don't understand why people think that is such an amazing book. Um, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand the fascination with it. I think the art makes me kind of want to throw up a bit um but the just the writing in it i didn't think it was great and there are things morrison has done that i enjoy but asylum i just i can't read that book yeah know. it's it's atrocious to the eyes yeah so um yeah i don't know like it's just we crazy but yeah so if you guys are um interested in seeing that i mean we will cover at least the first book when it comes out but that is uh, the only bit of comic book news coming out. Because I believe we covered the Godzilla stuff last week. Yeah. So, um, which is, a lot of people are kind of excited about that. Um, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's making its rounds on, on TikTok and Twitter. A lot of people are talking about it. Yeah, so I just want to see the Batman mecha suit fight Godzilla. Like, that's what yeah, I want to see. Yeah, uh, there's, I think, a variant cover that Jim Lee did. Yeah, yeah, that looks pretty cool. So uh, I'm excited for that. But let's move on to viewer questions. And I just realized I do not have them pulled up here. But we do have one in the Discord from Arwitz. Top three movies that have not been mentioned by Gunn that you want to see in the new DCU. Team up or solo. What do you got? So the first one I got, um, and this is the only one I was able to write down uh, literally before we started recording. Um just because I think it is uh, James Gunn's specialty to mm. kind of pick out the not very popular characters. Um, this group of characters are popular to a very niche corner of the DC fandom. But just like Guardians of the Galaxy and the Eternals, not a whole lot of people know about them or the origins, or even the continuity of them, and that is the Legion of Superheroes. Um, okay. I think putting them in the DCU will put a bigger brand on them, will actually get people to be interested in them, and actually be able, be able to 
coherently learn about the Legion of Superheroes because everybody that I've talked to when I say, hey, I want to get into the Legion of Superheroes because Legion of Superheroes is very much attached to Superman and I've always wanted to kind of know about them. It gets a little muddy in the waters because there are so many different runs of Legion of Superheroes that yeah. very much contradict each other. So it's really hard to know what exactly is continuity anymore, especially with all of the rebooting in the DC comics. Mm. So I would like to see if Gunn can bring that resurgence and bring Legion of Superheroes back into like, because one of the biggest things that uh, we talked about when it was happening, but there was a recent article about it also, Gunn doing all of this for the DCU and the cinematic universe and everything, he's brought like a resurgence in the selling of comics for DC. Yeah, three um, times it has. Yeah, yeah. It's so tripled. if he announces the Legion of Superheroes, it will put them back on the map. So I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um. I two of my choices are war movies one being blackhawks i want it to be i want it to be tied with wonder woman in some way uh have her make a cameo or something like that i think that'd be great um but the second is the losers directed by david ayer ah okay so he's the only david ayer movie that i gush over is fury he's great at war movies and just give him the losers as a DC movie and mm-hmm. have him do that. And I think that'd be really cool. Give him his redemption. Um, and then uh, plastic man. So, okay. So uh, my that. other two, I would definitely want a uh, super boy. Um, I'm not entirely sure what I want from Superboy. whether I want it to be, uh, the original type of Superboy with the leather jacket and, uh, mm-hmm. the sunglasses and, and like the punk rocker attitude or if I want what we got um, back from like Infinite Crisis type of storyline back when he just wore like a t-shirt and jeans um, I like both versions of Superboy um, and I like Jonathan Kent Superboy for sure um, but I would just like the clone story for sure because at that point you would need the death of Superman and I want that told correctly yeah yeah That'll be interesting if we can actually get it told correctly. But uh, yeah, so that's what I would go with on uh, those particular for that particular answer. But moving on to the YouTube, which uh, shout out Clay, your first video got over 5,000 views. Yeah, I saw that. That's wild. uh, Shout out to also shout out to the new people that have subscribed. Um, We appreciate that. If you if you listen to this podcast uh, and you haven't subscribed, definitely do that because we are dropping at the moment, a video a week. Uh, we're still getting the hang of it. Um, we're both pretty busy. Clay's learning the ropes of making content, and I just am doing so much shit that we're trying to get to a video a week. Uh, we work are working on some long-form content right now, so um, you'll also be getting some larger videos, too. So uh, just FYI, you should hit that subscribe button. But moving on to the questions on the YouTube channel, we have uh, from Nathan, which one of these female characters that I didn't make up would fit best in Gotham City Sirens. Silver Banshee, Ch- Cheshire, Livewire, Blackfire, Cersei. By the way, I don't know if this was named or I think we had the question last week of um, who would, what like gender bent male villain would you go after? And I mentioned Two Face. I learned that Lady Two Face is a thing. I feel like. 
Have we talked about Lady Two Face before? There's the first I saw her. I so I follow this subreddit that is like comics. Uh, it's called like Bear Comics or something like that, and they point out like all the time characters have been like you know in the neuter or whatever and it's like men female like because like it's you don't see that in western comics right and they had one with lady two-face where she's like in lingerie or some shit like that i'm like who the well, fuck is that i mean also lady two-face from freaking uh flashpoint beyond well i thought that was like the first time okay okay you know what i mean i didn't know lady two-face was a thing prior to that and so I was just like, yo. And it was it looked like very 90s style art that she showed up in. So, you know, you learn something new in comics after 80 years of stuff. You know what I mean? So I thought that was really intriguing that Lady Two-Face is technically a thing. And she was kind of hot. But she had the, you know, burnt Two-Face part of her face, too. So It um, says here, the female Two-Face, uh, Jenna Clark from the Dark Knight Dynasty and Darcy Dent from Catwoman. So there are two different. I think it was Darcy Dent. Is okay. that? I don't know if uh, if you're seeing photos of it at all, but she was like in purple or something. The like purple that. hair, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I think if that's the right one, but I don't know. Anyways, because um, I think she was fighting Catwoman, so could be the reason. But anyways, I thought that was intriguing. As for this comment, uh, which female character um, would be good for the Gotham City Sirens? So adding a character to Gotham City Sirens out of all of these. I don't think you can do Cheshire because Catwoman's already there. Um, then Silver Banshee, maybe? Silver Banshee, I don't know why I think of Banshee for Mortal Kombat. It's and honestly um, actually pretty close um, yeah. when it comes to even character design. Yeah. Um, they are basically the same. So that's kind of how I think of Silver Banshee. Uh Cersei, is that the Wonder Woman villain, right? Yes. I don't think Cersei would be good in the Gotham City Sirens. I think she's too big of a villain. Yeah, for sure. She would look down on the Sirens. Yeah. Um, and now, if you wrote a story where the Sirens work for her, maybe. Uh, out of these, I think, personally, I would go Livewire instead of Blackfire. I think Livewire, personality-wise, probably fits with them more. Mm -hmm. um blackfire is obviously starfire's sister right and mm -hmm. she seems like she wants world domination and i think the girls kind of just want to chill see so. for me i could go with probably any of cheshire livewire or blackfire um okay. cheshire i think is a grounded enough character to fit in with the group that is already yeah. the gotham city sirens um livewire i think is the same type of tier as a villain as all three of them mm -hmm. uh, as well as blackfire uh blackfire has been one of those villains that has gone the route of like world domination because she thought she was the hot shit coming to earth mm -hmm. but then realized oh shit this earth is this planet is full of superpower beings stronger than me i'm not that big of you know hot shit so mm -hmm. you know she you know was very humbled um, but I could see any of those three being in the Gotham City Sirens. Me personally, I think just because she would be the oddball out and I think it would be fun would be Livewire. Yeah, yeah. I think like Livewire, you know, there'd be a lot of jokes. I think her and Harley would butt heads and, you know, she'd be like, you know, power the blender. I need power or whatever, you know, and be like, what the hell, you know? So I think it'd be like stupid shit like that. Um, so I'd go Livewire uh, just because also she's different. 
than the other characters in in the sirens so um let's see um on says y'all can't be sleeping on the uh m i oh the milfs in dc i was like i think he's trying to say mortal Kombat here um <laughs> but the milfs in dc how would you guys rank these from least from least most to most hottest talia al ghul atlana or uh, yeah right atlana is that how you say it yeah. um martha kent hippolyta Bianca Reyes. Okay, who's Atlana? I don't know that character. I am pretty sure that is the Queen of Atlantis. Okay, let me see. I gotta see. Um, oh, we're talking about. Um, well, I mean, if we're going off the movie, that's the cool um, Kidman. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty big up there. Okay, so I gotta look at some of these. So here's the thing. Um, okay, so we're going out of all of these hottest to Bianca Reyes. I need to see. I that is uh Jaime Reyes's mother. Okay. Um again, I don't know if we've seen what's well, funny because I'm getting um I'm getting like news anchors uh which is popping up. So <laughs> yeah. I I'm gonna go unfortunately starting with Jaime's mom because I just haven't seen enough of her, to be honest. So she's gonna be at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, probably followed by I don't know, like Hippolyta. I want to put Hippolyta probably fourth. I'm gonna say because I don't think I've ever seen like super hot Hippolyta. You know what I mean? Not that I know of. Um, I could be wrong there. And then I'm gonna go probably Martha Kent. Although we're, I don't know what story it was. Oh, it was the first story in Beyond today. Martha looking kind of hot in that book. No, it's uh, in which one? In the first story of Beyond, the baseball story. There, Martha Kent's in that book. Or not no, no. Mar- oh, Martha Kent. I'm thinking Kent, Wayne. Not Wayne. Yeah, they have the same name. See, there's a problem. Now I know why Batman paused when he almost killed Superman. Um, <laughs> Martha. Okay, so Martha Kent. Oh, Martha Kent's at the ba- at the bottom then. Because I, I was thinking about Wayne. So dyslexia got the best. So Martha fifth, Reyes, then Hippolyta, then Atlanta, then Talia. That's mine. Talia You're going to put Talia at the top? Hell yeah. Look, I know she's done some terrible things and she's rapey and shit, but she is hot as fuck. Oh, see, I don't know. I, I think I would probably have to go. Hippolyta's a goddess. She's a goddess, but I'm going off of Nicole Kidman. When I look at these other comics, she's got like seashells growing on her coochie and shit. I don't need that. <laughs> like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, got barnacles and shit. Like, I'm just like, yo, yo, yo. I'm oh. going Talia there. Animated series Talia's hot. <laughs> so, like, until you, so you find out that it's Raish. Yeah, that's true. That's that would be a surprise. I don't want to figure out. But if we're going off pure looks, still hot. It's still her body. You know. Oh so. man. Um, I'm gonna go Martha because. Hmm. Go from least to, to hottest. So start your your starting yeah. five. Martha, Bianca. Talia, Atlanta, Hippolyta. Hippolyta number one. Okay, I gotta look at Hippolyta because I I need to see what you're looking at. Because I always see Hippolyta is not like they don't really draw her like super attractive. 
I mean, not not that she's not attractive, but they they draw her like old school Greek style, you know. So they're not like uh, I think Wonder Woman is just so much more superior in hotness to her. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not. See, we should have probably ranked these all because I think all of these people have been in the movies. They we have. probably should have ranked it off of that. Well, his mom is going to be. I mean, Hymas's mom will be in the next one. Yeah, but I, don't know, I feel like we got to revisit this, and it's got to be um, actual live like live action because I was kind of incorporating comics too. Uh, you want to read the next one because I don't have it. I accidentally closed my tab. Yeah. So. so the next one comes from user UK. If Batman got into the Naruto universe, could uh, could he become Hokage? Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like it's pretty easy that he could become Hokage. Would he want to be Hokage? Is a question that i don't think he would on yeah. well i feel like hokage is different from just being a political face in gotham though right yeah uh, hokage is a also like a, uh, a warrior a warrior a uh a place of power in in so many different uh versions of the word mm-hmm. um i think so like the ultimate protector of yeah uh the what would gotham be the the village hidden in the shadows probably the the cave the hidden village or something like that which is (laughs) what it already is um i i mean he could be hokage i will say he can be 100 percent yeah i just don't know if he would want to work in the shadows like those hidden shinobi from the hidden village you know what i mean and like be going after the worst type of people, you know? I don't know if he'd be in that kind of vibe. Like you True. know how how um uh oh my god the one eye guy well he's not he has both eyes but he covers one eye um I'm forgetting his name Kakashi you know, Kakashi um like how he grew up in that you know whole realm I don't know if Batman would stick in that realm you know personally yeah. but yeah I do think he could be Hokage will he want to would be the bigger question yeah uh, moving on from that we have a uh, Eduardo de la Cruz a uh, juice by the way have you ever wanted to make out with someone you regularly do a podcast with I don't know why this has been going on lately. <laughs> he just like did a whole dialogue yeah this is so fucking I don't know why. he says yeah. play what the fuck no why what does this have to do with Batman yeah. juice Never mind. Anyway, who would win? Uh, Swamp Thing versus One Punch Man. Clay's parents versus Truce's parents. <laughs> Nightmare versus Nightcrawl. Nightwing versus Nightcrawler. Um, uh, I mean, Clay's mom's kind of hardcore. Yeah, she she's she can be pretty freaking scary. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Um, you know, there's there's the stereotypical like mexican parent that you know throws the chancla and stuff yeah. but like my mother has like squared up with like my wife's mother and yeah then like, hey if you step foot on my yard again i'll shoot you so i'm yeah. like oh my, shit you my know? mom's pretty passive my dad can get a little wild if he needs to so um <laughs> i don't know man if we're going off moms i'll give it to clay's mom for sure my mom's pretty passive so um, I mean, she can get heated if she needs to, um, yeah. but she she likes to kind of just stay out of it. Um, but yeah, I'll go with that. And then I don't I don't know anything about Clay's dad, so I can't really say anything there. Um, I mean, he's a Superman fan, so yeah, 
Superman um, fan, military guy. Yeah. yeah. No, so yeah. I don't know. I know my dad can get a little he can get a little crazy, but I don't know too much about Clay's dad, so we'll have to just toss that up. But if it's mom <laughs> the, the old mom, fashioned my dad's stronger than your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad can beat up your dad. Uh one punch man. I mean, again, it comes down to I mean, one punch man could probably break the world if he wanted to. So yeah, well, and that's that's the thing, because I mean this is going off the conversation that we had about Swamp Thing versus Ivy, right? Yeah. Uh, the green. The mm-hmm. green is very powerful. We know this. Um, but it also goes back to the idea of, like, what rules do these go along with? Like, yeah. are we following the rules of DC? Because I think if that's the idea, I think Swamp Thing might be stronger than One Punch Man if it, we're going off the idea yeah. of DC. Or if we're following the rules of anime and manga i think mm-hmm. one punch man is stronger you know it yeah it, it's all very wonky when it comes to these types of things but i truly think like we, we, we talked about how one punch man has like punch squishy things before mm-hmm. um swamp thing is basically the same thing and so yeah. i do think one punch man might win this one so my only <clears throat> if we are taking um swamp things powers into the one punch man world so where he can destroy things in one punch my only question would be can swamp thing destroy everything green in the world and suffocate one punch man so like if swamp thing could go all the way into the ground because he doesn't need like he can survive off of water and oxygen underground but there would be no oxygen above ground so he basically terraforms the world the, the world and kills one punch man that way and then he just grows back he's like bitches but uh, that, could he do that i don't think he can um just because i think that would do more harm to the green than anything and that's the one thing that both ivy and swamp thing don't want to do true true um but if he does have ivy powers ivy took over superman so if she could use the pheromones or whatever the fuck she was using to take over him, maybe that's how you get one punch man. And yeah. then you just have him punch himself. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. Like, <laughs> why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> Boom, head explode. Um, so yeah, I'd go with that. Uh, Jason Todd, hot take. Arkham Jason Todd, the best version of the character. The suit doesn't miss, intimidating, and makes him very villainous, and the prequel comic sold me. Thoughts? Um... The game Arkham Red yeah. Hood, Arkham Knight, the one with the white co- the white jacket and shit. That's an ugly it, costume. It's the it's the it's the camo. It's like the red, blue, white, and gray camo. Hold um, on, um, with the Arkham with Jason. like the it's the like metal. It's the Arkham Knight is what he's called. And you find out that it's Jason. Oh, wait, no. But he also had the DLC, though, that had the the Red Hood suit. Oh, that's true. It was like the Red Hood with the helmet and he had the jacket and all that kind of stuff. I think that suit's kind of ugly, personally. Um, I don't like it. I like the classic brown jacket, uh, Red Hood, all that kind of stuff. I don't give a shit about the Arkham Knight, to be honest. I don't th- I don't consider that Red Hood. I consider Wait, that the I Arkham Knight. Don't remember his Red Hood look in Arkham. Yeah, just type it in. He he was in a DLC. It was a DLC, and uh, a lot of people cosplay that version. But I don't think that I personally don't think that version's great. 
Oh, this is the version that's in um Injustice. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm gonna have to agree. I like the brown jacket better. Yeah. I don't think the suit's great, but they're saying that the version of him is better. So like personality, all of that kind of jazz. So what do you think about that? Um I I don't know because it was so small of a story for him. Yeah. The only thing that we really got was his villainous side, him like I hate Batman, blah blah blah. And then mm-hmm. we got the small tidbits of backstory of him being actually captured by Joker. We yeah. didn't really get a whole lot from him compared to the years and years and years that we've gotten in comics. Um yeah. and even what we got what we've gotten in animation um mm-hmm. as far as movies and TV shows. Um I think that Arkham Knight brought in a very interesting take on Jason Todd yeah. um with the idea of uh coming back as something a little bit more because i think this red hood is a hundred percent more villainous than the red hood that did come back in the comics yeah to completely do what he did in arkham knight uh take over the city team up with scarecrow and all of this other stuff i think Mm -hmm. that's a lot more villainous than what he was in the comics yeah um and i think that is a little bit more interesting um his pure hatred for batman at that point uh, mm-hmm. Compared to what he is really fighting for and the idea of like, oh, I'm going to be a better Batman than Batman. I'm going to clean up the city and then teaching Batman a lesson with Joker. I yeah. think that is a, like it's it's a compelling story, but yeah. this is a little bit more villainous. And I think that is an interesting take. I'm not going to agree with a more interesting take, though. Yeah, it is definitely an interesting take, but I do think... Um... I don't know. I, I do like Red Hood. I think Red Hood should just be a villain, personally. So I can understand this idea that it is a better take. Um, but I think he needs to be a villain a villain for the right reasons. And yeah. it Batman needs to like just stop the hypocrisy and be like, no, you're a you're a killer. Like I need to you need to be an Arkham. You know what I mean? Because he has let him slide a lot. Like, and I understand that he wants to help out some troubled kids. But um, sometimes, you know, there are some people that you just can't help. And I think Jason Todd can be one of those. And I think he would be a formidable villain because he was trained by Batman, you know. And, you know, I think I don't know why they don't pull the trigger on that. But I mean, there's plenty of things DC doesn't do with Batman. Right. So um, maybe that's why. And I think his fans would probably revolt. I think a lot of Red Hood fans would definitely revolt and be like, he's not a villain. He's a good guy. And be like, no, he's not. Like, he's not a good guy. Anti-hero is the best thing you can say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, next up, we got Alexis Barrera. Within the next 20 years, will James Gunn be seen as the Stan Lee of DC? Or does that title already go to someone else? No. I mean, even if the MCU or the MCU, the DCU was gangbusters, like billion dollar movies over and over. He's not going to be seen as the Stan Lee of DC because he doesn't. The closest thing, the closest thing he'll be is the Kevin Feige of DC. Yeah. Um, the Stan Lee of DC, unfortunately, was um 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 uh freaking oh shit um creator of Batman um oh Bill Finger Bill Finger well yeah I mean with uh not Bill Bob Kane that's who I mean with Bill Finger. 
Bob Kane was like the the guy that went on all the talk shows that was mm-hmm. at the premieres and everything else. Like he was the guy that everybody was like, Oh shit. It's, you know, Bob Kane. He yeah. was, he was the Stan Lee of DC. Um, yeah. and he died a long time ago. Um, yeah, he didn't have the longevity. Um, yeah. I mean, I heard he was a party animal though, apparently. So, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest though, in 20 years though, cause I think a lot of people have already forgotten Bob Kane. I think mm-hmm. Bill Finger gets more recognition because he got screwed and people yeah. prefer to go give the recognition to somebody who got screwed out of what we know as Batman today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in 20 years, the person that people are still going to be talking about is Jim Lee. Yeah. You know, cause he's taken over and he's done so much with DC granted. He hasn't really created too many DC characters, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but he created hush and hush was huge. So uh, and it's regarded as one of the best DC stories there is for Batman, especially. And, and yeah. Hush is getting a legacy character in October. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. I think Jim Lee will be the closest thing because he does do interviews. He does go on panels and all that kind of stuff. And he's a part of the movies, too. So, yeah, um, I think they should start putting him in cameos, to be honest. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind that. Cool. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think he should definitely get some cameos. But um, yeah, that's uh, that question. The last one we got is from Clay. What movie would trick general audiences to watch the DC movie the most? All-Star Western, I, Vampire, Men of War. Um, I haven't read any of these. So All-Star Western would be a Jonah Hex movie. Um, okay. I, Vampire would be a I, Vampire movie. Um, and Men of War would be a sergeant rock losers movie oh um i think people love army movies more than anything in this world for some reason then it would go westerns then it would Mm -hmm. go vampires yeah so i think unless they're sexy vampires well the thing is i think the vampire and zombie shtick has kind of like gone away in the movie industry at least yeah um so i think that would be your last resort um, and I do agree with you. I think it would be army military movie and mm-hmm. then Western um, yeah. because every once in a while we go back to Westerns and they're always good. Like yeah. even if they don't make like a shit ton of money in the box office, they're mm-hmm. always pretty good. So I, I do think that uh, either one of these would bring uh, more people into the idea of like, Oh shit, this was a DC movie. Like what does it have anything to do with Superman and stuff like that? And then they would probably go see more. Yeah. I mean, what was the last big Western? Um, uh, no, it would be Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah. There yeah, was yeah, the yeah. Netflix uh, Western movie with Idris Alba in it. And what's mm-hmm. her name from uh, Oh, Hateful Watchmen? Eight was pretty popular. Oh, yeah. Hateful Eight was also very popular. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, westerns come out and they're pretty crazy. I don't know is is, is um, Django considered a western? I would assume so. Yeah, I don't know because um, I know just, I've never actually seen the full movie, um, but I've seen parts of it. So, but I just know it because like I it obviously deals a lot with slavery, um, but I didn't know if that was necessarily still part of the western genre so much yeah so i don't know i mean i guess it could i mean they're dealing they're riding horses and shooting revolvers so i don't know how much more western that could be 
Um, but yeah, I think that is every question, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, I would probably go, yeah, definitely um Sergeant Rock for sure. So um yeah. Uh, that is all we got for questions this week. And moving on to comics. And I have to say, comics been getting kind of good. Uh, this Nightmares thing is a little better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know how long they had to prepare yeah. for this event. Again, this is all part of the Dawn of DC initiative. Um, if you guys remember... Way back when Dawn of DC was starting, they came out with this little banner that showed the few books that were starting off the Dawn of DC, and then a little bit would get revealed after so often. Um, Night Terror was, was always a part of that, and uh, it's been there for a while now. So yeah. I think they had ample time to really kind of work this whole thing out. And the really cool thing, is of course um hopefully we'll get better stories after this night terror story because that gives our other ongoing title writers mm -hmm. uh ample time to prepare their other arcs in the future um yeah. but yeah i've really liked these individual stories because they're they're tied to each other but they're not strictly tied to each other they're kind yeah. of their own one-shot stories that kind of you know have little crumbs of the other stories in them yeah for sure um so you didn't read detective right and i, did I didn't read detective oh did you read i didn't read titans so i don't know if you want to start with that. i did not read titans okay so there is a titans book that came out that was a nightmares that we did not read we had a lot of books um and we were kind of picking and choosing what we went through um but i okay let's start with detective then because i we both read that so well do you want to start with detective or do you want to start with nightmares number two because there are characters that play a part in so, nightmares 2 the, that go oh, along with detective true 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 um i read the ending wrong because it said to be concluded in detective 2 i thought it meant um nightmares 2 uh all right i'll start with the nightmares 2 then because if i can find that where the fuck is that in my shit um all right right here uh yeah so nightmares 2 uh we remember we read the first book and it ended with sandman showing yeah. up uh zombie sam man pretty much because they brought him back and a majority of this book is just dead men in batman's body talking to sandman and yeah. they're like and we basically get a lot of backstory about how the the nightmare stone was created right or how it was going to be created but it got foiled by sandman in the past essentially mm -hmm. and he thought it was gone but this was the one case that haunted Sandman. And, um, you know, Dead Man talks to him. He's like, all right, maybe I should put you back in your box. Uh, it's been a while. And he's like, you know, did you not hear me? This is the case that haunted me. Like, I need to solve this. I'm going anywhere you go. And he's like, okay. And so they go and they're trying to find out, you know, what's going on. And we learn more about, um, you know, he goes into... Uh, so I got a little confused here because there is a an old man who's dreaming about being young and yes, he, he is the only surviving family member of the original cult. Yeah. Um, and so he is dreaming of basically being a King yeah. and like, everybody's like hand feeding him. He's drinking wine. And this is where insomnia shows up. He's mm -hmm. like, Hey, where's the nightmare stone? He's like, 
are you kidding me? Like that thing haunted me for years. Like my whole family fucked up with this whole cult thing. Like, yeah, no, I'm not going to, you know, tell you anything. I'm not going to tell you quiet. I don't know where it is. And even if I did, I wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And insomnia is like, you know what? You want your money? That's all you care about? Fine. And he threw a bag of money into his mouth because, of course, this is a nightmare. Yeah. And legit, the dude's body in the real world busts with nothing but coins just popping out everywhere. Yeah, it's like Scott Pilgrim at the end of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, just like does that. Uh, which is really cool. And then that goes on to, you know, they go to Terrific Tech, which... I don't. I never knew Terrific had his own home base like this, and I haven't read too much Mister Terrific. But they go to Terrific Tech, and uh, Red Tornado's there, and you know they're kind of talking about like Batman. How are you awake? And he's like, "Ah, oh, it's Dead Man." And he's like, oh, "Okay." Like everybody's kind of chill with it. They're like, "All right." Well, no, it's just, I, I. I like how, like even Dead Man's like, "What you? You don't want me? Like you would? Yeah. Ra- you would rather have Batman?" And then Red Tornado's like, "Well, we can use all the hands we could get." You know, yeah. it's you'll suffice, basically. Yeah. And so, you know, they're kind of going through like every hero is basically asleep. You know, we need we need to fi- figure out what's going on. And this is kind of when Dead Man gets like a brain zap, essentially. And he starts having a memory of Insomnia in Arkham. So we're learning that Insomnia is a person from Arkham. And he's like, oh, he doesn't talk. And they're trying to give him, you know, they're trying to give him uh, just treatment. And then he sees that the Justice League came back from the dead. And he's like, what the hell? And he flips the table and he starts like choking people out and they have to put him under. And this is when we learn that he is somebody they keep asleep all the time because he's so dangerous. Yeah. So that's why he's he's probably gotten to be powerful in nightmares because he is so powerful. So I thought that was a very interesting thing. Uh, We have Sandman kind of being like, what did you see? And then the lights go out. And this is when we find out that Insomnia sent the sleepless nights, because everything's a night in DC, uh, the sleepless nights to go take out Batman and everybody. And there's just this epic final page where they have Red Tornado's head and spine on just like they're just holding it. And it's pretty epic. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of cheesy. It's like, it's way past your bedtime. And they have his head just like (laughs) hanging there. And then it says, to be continued in two weeks in the death of dead man so how you kill a dead man uh that'd be very interesting but we're gonna find out so uh yeah not like a super exciting book but it continues the story in a way that i'm like okay let's see what's i want to know what these knights are you know yeah. i'm always intrigued by the new knights but it's always like you know, there's other words out there that we can use instead of knights, but it's like, oh, Batman, we gotta you gotta keep everything tied to that. Um, you know, they could have come up with something better, I think, but it is what it is. There are these crazy demon looking creatures that kind of look like they're at a silent hill kind yeah. of style. And um we learn a little bit more about them in Detective Comics. Yeah. Which is the second book that comes out. Now, we haven't been reading Detective Comics, ladies and gentlemen. Um because it is Ram V who has just signed an exclusive contract with DC. And we wish him all the best. But we haven't been liking Detective. Now, I do think that this is part of that. But Ram V didn't write this. Which I find very interesting. Yeah, he, he didn't write this. And that was one of the reasons why I was not going to read it. But then uh-huh. I saw the writer of this comic. And I was like... Now I have to give it a try. Yeah. This is Dan Waters. Of course, he was the one that wrote uh, The Sword of Azrael, which we 
loved last year. So we were like, hey, we got to try this book out. So um, after reading it, it does uh, remind us when we were reading Detective, there was a backup story where uh, Jim Gordon found this child. And it was very wonky art. I didn't really like it. And it was very confusing. So I didn't really ever look at it ever Mm -hmm. again. Um, But this kid has apparently played a big part in Jim Gordon's story in DC right now. Yeah. Um, And so much so that he's in this nightmare with Jim. Yeah. His name is Sorrow. Now, I like all of Jim's dialogue in this book. I think it's pretty solid. I think it fits Gordon. You know, he's trying to do what he can. Sorrow's a little annoying to me, the way he talks. And here's what I want to know. I don't know Ramvi's ethnicity or his background or anything like that. I get the vibe that Sorrow is, I don't know the proper term anymore. I would say Native American. Um, But like, that's the vibe I get. Because he also has like the bird wings on his back, like a tattoo. And the way he talks, I feel like is how media portrays Native Americans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I, again, we don't know this character. We haven't been reading the book. So this could be exactly what I'm saying. But it's it's kind of like I mentioned with the punchline thing, where it's a lot of word vomit. And I feel like they try to make the character very sophisticated, where sometimes you can go a little too sophisticated and a little too knowledgeable. And it's just kind of off-putting. And that's kind yeah. of the vibe I got. Because uh, it seems like this person was like, I know so much about these people and I know what they need to change and they want us to follow them. And I'm just like, oh, OK, I get it. Like you could just be showing me and saying very little, you know. But then we get to these. I love the art design here of this weird, crazy clock. And there's what I was assuming were Red Hood gang type of nightmares for Jim Gordon. Yeah. Um, And they were asking for wishes from these crazy Silent Hill deities, which are the the Nightmare Knights or whatever from the previous book. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of them's asking for money. One of them's asking for power, yada, yada. And um, I I just love the designs of how creepy these things look. And uh, they're like, oh, that's what you want? Sure, we'll give you whatever you want. And uh, they start, like, transforming into these weird beings similar to the these Nightmare Knights. And we see Sorrow try to jump into action to save these people and uh, gets disintegrated. Like, just fucking, you know, Final Flash disintegrated. And Jim Gordon's like, no! And uh, obviously pulls out his gun. And one of the, you know, one of these creatures that has evolved is all like, oh, you know, there's a i don't know what they call them like they're like oh there's like this one other person um he violent man stalking the city is what they were kind of saying so they were saying that jim gordon was the violent man and uh somebody saves gordon uh from this uh light beam and he knows who it is because it's it's a woman that he's met before uh i don't know how he knows but he knows and he we get flashbacks they do kind of tie this to this is the gordon that was in scott snyder's run because he he did say he was part of Batman for a while, or he was Batman for a little bit, and we see the Buster suit in this book. And then we do get glimpses of a nightmare Batman. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. I like that design. Um, Gordon, you know, this nightmare Batman is getting shot, killing people, which is kind of crazy. I love the designs of him just ramming his hand through people, which is nuts. 
and Gordon is breaking, which I think is very interesting. He's, he's, he's like, crumbling. Like at first he gets frustrated and punches a wall. Yeah. And like his entire palm just starts, starts to crack and he like just puts it in his pocket. But when he tries to stop this nightmare Batman, yeah, um, the recoil of the gun shatters his wrist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so crazy. pretty interesting. I think symbolically, because he is breaking throughout this book, is him feeling old and that he can't do much, and maybe that's his nightmare. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, we do have this nightmare Batman saying, like, oh, you're Jim Gordon. Like, you and I are almost the same. Like, you were one of the good men in Gotham. He was like, you can rest now, Jim Gordon. Like, I have this. And so this nightmare Batman runs away. And Gordon's kind of just like his legs starting to break and shatter. And the nightmares show up. And they're like, uh, he's like, why did you do this to me? And they're like confused a little bit. And they're just like, uh, were you not supposed to get something? Oh, well, fuck. All right, my bad. Because he does kind of almost get nicked by the laser. And I don't know if that does something to him or what the case is. But Gordon's like, you know what? I know who did this to me because he knows the one of the, I guess, red masks. So he goes and talks to this woman who only, he only met once. And he goes to her. And I'm assuming this is the one that wanted riches. Yeah. Because she is choking on diamonds. She's just like throwing up diamonds. And Gordon's like, I'll save you. I got to put my you know hands in my throat to get out whatever's in your throat. And his fingers and everything break off. And I was just like, damn, like the visuals in this book were crazy. Yeah. And uh, and then it shows like as this girl's dying, you know, choking on diamonds, uh, one of the nightmare nights is there. And it's just like it says to be concluded in the next book. Uh, visually, this book was awesome. I think everything but the dialogue from Sorrow, that was my only my only dislike of it. Yeah. You know, personally. So, um, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about this book uh, any negatives about it but i thought it was cool um dan waters is fire i know dan waters recently i think got engaged but also said that he got one of his projects greenlit at dc so i'm excited to see where he's gonna go um what i've learned from a lot of the books that we're reading today is a lot of these writers that we enjoy are very versatile mm -hmm. you know they're not just good at one character and uh, i like that because I've always said good writers should be able to write anything well. Yeah. So um, we'll see. So moving on from that, let's do uh, Batman Beyond last. And let's go over to the um, Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold. So no Tom King book this week, which we've read two so far because this is number three. I was under the impression that they it were going to skip four. Yeah. No, well, the thing is, like, they were going to skip book four and continue in five. But now it looks like they're skipping three and hopefully continuing in four. Because like he doesn't have a King does not have a book in this uh, in this a story in this particular book. So maybe they're skipping two issues, or he just misspoke on Twitter. Maybe. Um, so I don't know. But either way, or it might have been Mitch that misspoke. I don't know. But uh, I enjoyed both of the stories that we read in this book because we did read. This first story, which I don't know who the author was for this. The author of the first one is Dennis Culver. Okay. So I can't say I've read anything from Dennis Culver. If I have, I don't know him by name or know it by name. Uh, this first book was really cool because it introduced a new villain that I thought was kind of simple but creative. And they called him the baseball or the or they call him the baseball bat, right? Or yeah. what do they call him? Baseball uh, man. Baseball. 
Yeah, Mr. Baseball. And he got the nickname because he loved everything about baseball. But he was a mastermind at robbing banks and stuff. And he was always, he was so good that he always had a backup plan or a game plan to distract Batman while doing these heists. And so that's kind of the the backstory we get. I thought he was a little bit of a Negan at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he's destroying people with the bat that has barbed wire on it. And um, he's just cut up and has got all these scars. I really like the detectives in this book because they're different than what we know. And I love their dialogue. I like how one made fun of one of them's weight. And he was like, hey, man, I'm trying to get it under control. And they're like, and then there's the hard ass one, the chick. Yeah. And she's all like, we got to shut the fuck up and like get this done. <laughs> like, and Batman's listening to the whole thing. I really like that. Because they're like, oh, it could have been this. And they're like, oh, but it could have been a hit. And Batman's like, it's both. And so Batman, we get another hint at Matches Malone. Always love when Matches Malone shows up. He talks about how Matches Malone was with best friends with one of these guys. Or good friends yeah. with one of these guys that just got killed. That's when he talks about how he knows about baseball. Because it was his mom and his like guilty pleasure. I never thought of Martha Wayne as a baseball person. But I like that that's why they said it was a guilty pleasure. Because usually yeah. guilty pleasures are something you don't really talk about. Yeah. And I, I believe this because my mom apparently likes baseball. And I'm like, huh? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't ever see my mom watching baseball. But I don't know if it's something she liked when she was little or what yeah. the case is. But she's mentioned it before. And we used to go to the missions games all the time. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Oh, they're but, not the missions anymore, by the way. Oh, oh, what are they now? You want to know what they are? Are they the tacos? The flying chanclas. Well, that was a gimmick thing. Is that official? That's official. Because, like, I know they did that for a little bit, but I didn't know it was like official. I'm pretty sure cover. that's the, their official name now. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'd have to check that out because I know that there was a gimmick week for that kind of baseball for a while. Um, and that was like really popular, but I don't know if that's their official name, but it could be. I would, I haven't been to a, a game in a really long time. Anyways, she talks about baseball and she talks about how it's not over until it's over, right? Like she's talking about this. This is also where I say Martha looks kind of hot in this book. Yeah. Because it's like a little bit more modern day Martha, but not like the way they did it in Spawn, where she was blonde and blue eyed and everything like that. This seems more like, She's a classy flapper type of uh, outfit and hairstyle and whatnot. More like, um, you know, 20s, early 20s kind of thing. Like yeah. great Gatsby type woman. Um, but she looks kind of cool here. Uh, and so they're talking about baseball. So that's how Batman learns about it and everything like that. And we see the detective saying like, oh, we got to go find this certain character. And we, we go to this guy named uh, Vito. And Vito's in a safe house. And he's like, yo, I need men with guns and stuff if people are going to come after me. He's like, dude, I got the best technology, uncle. We're good. Like, you're safe. And he's like, I'm not safe. And then Batman's all like, you should get better security. And he's all like, oh, shit. And then, you know, he knocks down the cousin. He's talking to Vito. And I actually love this where Vito's all like, hey, don't worry, kid. Like, Batman is the best security you could have. And so I'm like villains are smart they know that like oh this is the safest place to be <laughs> is getting beat up by batman so um i love that batman you know they of course the other guy tries to shoot batman he throws a batarang he's like don't even think about it and we learn the history or the backstory of mr baseball he was a guy that was really good at his job 
but robbed the wrong people, which he robbed this veto guy. Yeah. And they tricked him into finding him because he went into hiding after he did this. They tricked him because he can't, his weakness is baseball. So they, they invite him to opening day. And it's his friend that was the friend of Max's Malone. I think Mickey was his name. Um, and like, so Mickey invited Mr. Baseball to opening day. And that's where they, they catch him. And they're like, hey, you got to come with us. And they don't kill him, but they make him look like a baseball. So they, they carve, carve into his, his head. head. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of crazy. Nice little like way to make a character, you yeah. know? And um, we see that, you know, that's when we learn that Mr. Baseball would distract Batman during these heists by paying a villain to go do something. We see Ratcatcher here, you know, Batman and Robin are fighting all these rats. And um, that's when we learn that he robbed Mr. Vito and all that kind of stuff. Well, fast forward to um, them like, oh, we got to go find this guy. He ended up killing the veterinarian and everybody in that place. And so he's on the run. And now that's why that's the whole backstory of why Vito's in hiding. And because Vito, I love this little tidbit where Vito saw him outside of his building pointing at him and doing like the Babe Ruth, like it's going that way. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little thing. And so Batman is getting this whole story and he's all like, yo, like we're good. We got to get out of here. And that's when the, you know, the nephew or whatever is like, dude, it's, you know, we're held tight. We're good breaks through the window mr baseball and he's all you know he starts fighting batman he's like i've always wanted to do this he starts hitting batman with the bat batman's like you're in over your head like you don't know what you're doing he's like oh i do i'm the distraction and which is great because it shows again that he knows that batman would be distracted by something and the real plan is actually happening which is when we find out the nephew is going to turn on his uncle to take over the family business essentially. So and I, I love that uh he's like, oh well, you know, he's he's got my family, he's got my my son. Yeah, and my son comes first, family comes first. And Vito's like, but I'm your family. And the the nephew says, by marriage, and he's about yeah. to shoot him, and that's when Batman gets his uh his grappling or whatever. And was able to pull the gun away just in time for the bullet to veer off steadily uh, and not hit Vito. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, take uh, Mr. Baseball to Blackgate and the guy, uh, Mr. Baseball's like, uh, you know, you'll see the day I'm going to walk out of here like no problem. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, yeah, this is an Arkham. Like, you know, that's what all the escapees, they, they want to be escapees. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Baseball says, well, nothing's impossible if you got the right team. And the last yeah. panel is like a whole bunch of these people leaning on their uh, the front of their jail cell, meaning yeah. he's already planned for all of this. Yeah, it, it makes it sound like so. Yeah, I, or he's going to. Yeah, yeah, I really dug this story. Yeah, the story was great. It also reminded me of how like we had that Two-Face story when Two-Face wasn't even in it with the driver. Yeah, that was a really good story. That would be cool if she was in here and she was the getaway person, um, like tying these stories together. But yeah, this was a solid story. It created a new character. We got the origin and everything in one book. And it's a character I wouldn't mind seeing again. Do you know what's wild about this story, though? So the writer also wrote DC uh, Future State Gotham. Remember that black and white story that we did not like? The one that followed 
Jason Todd? I mean, I probably blanked it out of my mind. Yeah, like it was that yeah. bad. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Well, people can never. I mean, I mean, it's not out of this world to think that, right? Like, we like James Tynan. We just don't like his Batman. Yeah. So Darsky's done good stuff. We just don't like his Batman. Yeah. So um, very interesting. But this was a cool thing. And maybe it's one of those things where when you create your own creation, it's so much easier to write. You know what I mean? Yeah. He did a little bit of Batman in this book. It did add kind of a little mythos to Batman, his mom liking baseball. That's something to hang your hat on. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of it. Like, that was interesting. But, yeah, I really enjoyed that story. I thought it was awesome. I would love to see more of that. But then we had the team that did Nero Year and our Clayface story that we liked um, doing a backup of uh, in this same Brave and the Bold, which was this very unique take on Batman, gothic-style Batman, where he was going, love this suit, by the way. Love the suit. Yeah, very like skinny type of Batman, but it looked really cool. I think this would be a great cosplay. No gloves, bare hands. Yeah, that, that was interesting. Um, so cool looking Batman who's going to fight actual like demon type bat people because he's going after Langstrom. So he's going after Man Bat. Uh, Man Bat looks like a demon more yeah. than a bat, uh, which is crazy. This is all in black and white, by the way, for um, our you know listeners and uh great art art looked amazing in this book. this is uh george uh molina he also okay. was the one who did uh the williamson story with abyss oh okay got you got you uh yeah that art was great in that book too even though the story kind of fell off um love the batmobile don't know what you thought about the batmobile batmobile was dope it yeah. had uh, old remnants of like the animated series. It was elongated, yeah. but in the front, it has like these gothic, like gargoyle demon like things. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. That was pretty awesome. And he was using the Batmobile to just destroy a building. Yeah. Which is what Alfred, like he was talking to Alfred. He was like, Yeah, hit the building with it. And so he used it. I liked that his Batarang was like an axe, but also like a grappling hook. Like it was all like, a weapon like a all-in-one type of weapon which i thought was interesting so, yeah so what this is an interesting take on batman because yeah. this is clearly a batman that kills demons this yeah. is like van helsing batman yeah. um which i totally agree with because of course he's not killing humans right mm -hmm. um which is completely different i think there is a huge argument for that but it is different um, but he essentially like these guys, the, mm -hmm. the Batman beyond and Clayface writers. Yeah. They did Gothic Batman better than Ram V. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I want more of this more than I want more of what's happening in detective, which is exciting because as he beats the demon and puts him in a chokehold and cuts off his wings, he doesn't kill him. So maybe he only kills like the little demons and he doesn't kill the big, I don't know, but he ties him up and cuts off his wings, but doesn't kill him. Cause he leaves him tied up. We get possible setting up of a universe here that we might see in the future yeah. because he says there are other people, which there's poison Ivy, the woman who offered escape in every blooming touch, uh, the King of fears, who's unknown, the terrible scion in the onyx mask, 
and the man who laughed as thousands died. And Joker, interesting take on Joker here. He's like a creepy, like Japanese horror type of. He looks monster. like Golem from yeah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so kind of crazy. And I love that before the final curtain, he will face them all until only the only monster left in Gotham City is her savior, meaning Batman's the only Him. one left. Yeah. And so think it's kind of cool. Um, I'd be down to see more of this. Um, and yeah, and the other people that like they could create. That could be in a universe that I would be down to watch and read. 100%. So um, that was pretty good. These guys at the moment do not miss. No. So, um, and they show that in Batman Beyond uh, because that is the last book we have. This is Batman Beyond Neo Gothic, the new uh, issue, or the, I should say the second part of their Beyond series, mm-hmm. which I think this is the best way to start writing comics. Do a little six issue arcs, take a break, come back, drop another book. You're taking time to write stuff. You're doing it right. And so far they've been doing it well. Um, so we kind of learn we get this vibe that there's like this special garden with like fruits and stuff. And there's a cat. We see this cat character who's like smoking and shit. He's like a humanoid cat. And these kids are eating this fruit. And then vines start taking all of these kids at the start. And it freaks out this cat. And he's like, I'm fucking out of here, bro. And he dips out. And then we see the new like bat suit, essentially, which still very much like the original Batman Beyond, but he's got like red claws. I don't think he had that before. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got the bottom of his soles kind of red, but he's got the wings back. Like here, they kind of come out of his arms instead of. I guess they've always kind of came out of his arms. Yeah, but you know, he's kind of got that suit going. We see the villains, the reformed villains that now work for him as basically as the Alfred and stuff like that to give him all the info on where he needs to fight. We see his new love interest is on the ground, just kind of doing her own thing. And Batman's just fighting a bunch of people. That's kind of like how it is. He's fighting a bunch of, um, you know, his new partners are telling him like, yo, this is all going on. You need to get there. And he goes and does it. It's kind of just like how Alfred did with Bruce. Uh, We do get this um, little shot of him talking to his mom. And I thought this was kind of interesting because she lives in Metropolis. That's always sunny, apparently. Yeah. And um, she's saying like, can't complain. Can't say I miss Gotham, but I miss you. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, mom, I get it. And she was like, oh, when are you going to, you know, talk to us? You're like, oh, she's like, I'm busy. And then she starts talking about his old love interest. She's like, it was, she was your first crush. I saw her the other day. She lit up when I mentioned you. Like, you haven't talked to her since she left. But her new, his new love interest came in and was all like, hey, we're going to fuck. How about you get off your mom's <laughs> phone, you know? And uh, which is very interesting. He's like, I got to go, mom. Bye. And so that's kind of how it goes down, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And then, like I said, we we meet that luminous guy again, yeah. which is so douchey. Like, I'm just like, I hate this guy. Dude, I hate this guy because he is he is stereotypically like every billionaire out there. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm Mr. Big Shot. I got all the money. I can do whatever I want. And it's essentially what he says here. He's like, oh, you know, uh, we're going to be taking this, you know, part of the city and we're going to destroy it. Yeah. And this is when um, I believe it is. Uh, what is her name? I don't know uh, her name. I don't think they say it in the book. Yeah, they do. They they, they do? call her. Uh, what is it? Shit. Um, yeah. Because he mentions, oh, you're not a detective anymore. Um, you're just, uh, you know, you're, you're you're no longer a part of the department. He calls mm-hmm. her by her name, but I don't see it here. 
Yeah, I don't um, think they ever said her name in here, to be honest. Because I'm looking at it. They're saying, maybe if you still had your badge, you could literally do anything to stop me. He, she doesn't say your name. So I don't remember her name. But uh, he, they don't say it at the start either. So I forgot what her name was. Oh, shit. But anyways, it's the it's the cop that was in the last book, if you guys remember that book. Cause, um, oh, Boonma Boon is, is, is her, her last name. Uh, but it's her first name is Beam. Beam oh. Boonma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, but anyway, so that's um, you know, she's kind of talking to him and he's all like, screw y'all. And what was happening is what he's talking about. The reason why he bought the city block is sinkholes are happening and they're destroying buildings or whatever. So he's like, Oh, I'm just gonna buy the whole block and I'm gonna demolish it. And he says everybody will be relocated in 24 hours. And she's like, You can't even promise that. And he's all like, I just did. Like, you don't know me and you can't stop me. And so, like, it's just kind of, like, really assholey. And so she's telling this to Terry, and he's like, well, you know, one thing that Bruce told me was that new Gotham was built on the bones of old Gotham. And I thought that was interesting because, like, a lot of people, and this is what I really liked about this, a lot of people have questioned how Gotham changed so much yeah. in, in the short amount of time between Bruce being Batman and Terry being Batman because Bruce is still alive. And yeah. if we're just going in real world terms, no city has ever changed that much unless you're like in China where they're like, you know, they're demolishing stuff and building stuff like in days or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, cities don't do that. And that story's never been explained. But here, I thought they did a really interesting thing where essentially new Gotham is built over old Gotham. That's wild. Yeah. So so there's a whole city under Gotham, which I think is great because you have you can do all the old architecture and all that stuff, which is really cool. And they show that. They show this massive city with highways and everything under New Gotham. And so, you know, Terry goes down there, he sees the cat, the cat's all like, "Yo, I got some fruit. Like, you you down to sell?" And he's like, "How much?" And he's like, "For you?" 50 credits and he's like what about some information he's like depends and then so they're like bargaining and uh he's trying to find out like what's going on with these kids like why are these kids missing and the cat knows why they're missing but he's all like uh you know this and that he's like it's not happening down here he's like it's happening up there and he's trying to get all this information and he's trying to get it from terry at this point and he's like i'm done talking to you kid and he walks away and then batman shows up and I like that the cat was smart enough to be like, oh, you're working with Mr. Moneybags over there. And he's all like, you're the enforcer. And he's like, look, I told your friend I'm not, I'm not doing anything like that. He's like, look, I'm trying to help out. I'm trying to do all this stuff. And I like how the cat was all like, dude, like you live in the darkness. We have darkness you've never seen down here. Yeah, I thought that I, was... I, I, I really cool. love the dialogue in this book. Yeah, the dialogue was fantastic. The art is great. There's these like interesting choices of like not doing thought bubbles, but just doing text like the way the anime like anime does, or I should say mm -hmm. manga. And it's just like you assume it's one of the characters talking, which I think is kind of cool. And so they use the the black spaces in this book really well. And so um, this cat wants to know more about Terry, but Terry's like, I'm not going to give you my name. Like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, well, you know, I'm not, I don't have to, you, you can wonder about me all you want, but I'm never going to tell you. Like, it doesn't mean I want to talk about it. Cause Terry's trying to ask questions about him. And he's just like that. Well, they run, 
they the really interesting thing is uh batman says i assume your name is kyle mm-hmm. and yeah. the cat is like yeah we're all kyle i am uh kyle salinas 450 yeah that's interesting yeah, so it's got to be some nod to Selena saving cats, but I guess they got turned into humans at some point. Yeah, or at so, least humanoid. Yeah. Um, but f- she's had over 100, uh, over 450 cats. That's yeah. wild. Doesn't surprise me. Um, and I thought this was pretty interesting. They run into some villains, obviously, and this cat is just like, uh, or Kyle is kind of like, hey, what's up, guys? And I'm just trying to show this new guy around. They're like, well, he's in areas he shouldn't be in. Of course, they're going to fight Batman. Batman beats the shit out of all of them. And he's like, you owe those guys money? He's like, no, but my friend did. They just passed the debt on to somebody else. And I'm like, oh, God, that sucks. <laughs> so, um, you know, we do get a a, vein, uh, a Bane moment where they're going to break him. I love that Terry just breaks out of it so easy. He's like, no, thank you. And just beats the shit out of this Bane type of character. And that's when we kind of learn about the debt and stuff like that. And he's all like, yeah, I spent time in um, uh, Gotham Juvenile Detention. And he was, oh, well, he says something about that. And then Terry's like, oh, yeah, I know about Gotham. There, I spent 18 months there. And he was like, it was my best 15th birthday ever. Or like my best birthday ever. And he was like, oh, crazy. He's like, I spent my 9th, 11th, and 13th there. Like, I really enjoyed those. And so they kind of talk, and that's when he tells him his name. He's like, my name's Terry. And he's all like, nice to meet you, Terry. And then they jump into this massive hole. And then Batman, he's like, can you see down here? And he's like, no. He's like, now I can. And he turns on the Batman light. And it lights up that this whole underground area is covered with vines and stuff. And then he gets grabbed by somebody. I thought it was vines at first because I didn't I didn't see that it was claws. And he gets pulled away. And there's this massive forearm that's just crushing him into the ground. And, the, you know, Kyle's all like, Terry, and he's like, run, Kyle, run. <laughs> and uh, this big old monster is just taking him away. And it says, feast on the bat. And it says, next, King Croc. So I am really digging this. Um, yeah. Of course, the very beginning with the garden and the vines, I can only assume that it's something having to do with Ivy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh it wouldn't be very surprising if she's able to live longer than the normal human being because of the way the green works. Yeah. Um, and King Croc, like, is this going to be the same killer Croc and he's become King Croc? Like, yeah, reptiles I, I can live for a long time. Yeah, so. I'm I'm really digging all of this. Um, yeah. I really did like the notion also um, that this Kyle character um, mm. knew from the very beginning. That it was the same person, this human and Batman, because yeah. he does tell Batman, it's like, hey, you may have a different face on right now, but you mm. don't have a different smell. Like, yeah. I know it's you. Um, and so that's when they were talking about names and stuff. He's like, you can just call me Batman. He's like, absolutely not. Like, yeah. I need to know your real name. And that's when later he c- tells him that it's Terry. Yeah. So that is pretty cool, man. Um, I, I just love that they built new Gotham on top of old Gotham. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Because I was like, layers? How many layers does the city have? And so that's kind of cool. Because he mentions he knows of at least four. And he was yeah. like, somebody says there are five. But nobody believes that guy. And so we're going to see basically like a video game type thing where Terry's going to go down levels to find out who's stealing these kids. Yeah. Um, and again, 
if you do a level one issue, like that gets you to almost six if there is five, right? Because we just yeah. he just went to the first level where he's on now, or maybe he's probably on the second one now. But uh, that's the way you tell a story in six issues, and then they can take another break and do another Gotham later on. Um, this team is probably the most exciting team to read right now. Yeah. Um, when it comes to them, Dan Waters is great as well. And so I don't know. I think things are killing it. Where is uh Cami Garcia though? I don't know. Um, she has always been a bigger proponent for the young readers, yeah. Um, novels. So I think she is preoccupied doing that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but I would love to see her on one of these types of books. Yeah. Um, let's give her something in Brave and the Bold at least. But yeah, I it's nice to get some good Batman reading lately. I've had to force myself to read some of the nightmares, but they're surprisingly good. And I've yeah. always said, like, because I am somebody that can be like dragged through stuff. Like, I didn't want to go to Comic Con, but I was like, when I was there, I was like, it's pretty fun. I still enjoy it here. Yeah. And I just like, because I'm always like, oh, I don't really want to do that. But when I get there, I have fun. And that's kind of how it is with these books. I'm like, I got to read it for the podcast. And then I'll start reading. It, I'll be like, oh, it's pretty fire. Actually, it's a good book. That's why I say good writing will always win me over. And that's why I think I I put so much emphasis on bad writing. Because I'm like, I didn't like this. Like, if it's good, I will like it. Like, 100%. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's I I just got to say, reading's been better when Zadarsky hasn't been around. All I'm going to (laughs) say. You know? Um, But, you know, we'll see what happens. I think there's a lot of good writing that's happening right now. I'm just shocked that it's coming from these nightmare books. Like, a lot of it. I was very shocked that that was another gimmicky thing. And I don't know if this is the new thing that they're going to do at DC by giving people time to write, but I don't know how long that could last. Yeah. Cause like we might get lucky with the Gotham war being interesting enough since they have time to write it. But I also don't know. Cause like they were already going into that and the art would have had to been in the works already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't have a lot of hope for Gotham Wars, but we'll have to wait and see. We're still, what, a month away from that? I think it shows up in September, or is it in August? Uh, Does it start in August? Which one? The Gotham Wars, the one that's going to be Catwoman versus Batman. Yes, it's in August, I believe. Okay. No, so, no, no. Well, actually, no, no, no. It's in September because, okay. well, actually, I think it's the end of August because I believe this event is a two-month event. Okay. So yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be getting into that eventually. But I'll take all the good comics I can because, like I said, I have felt like I haven't read good comics in a while, and um, I'm I'm here for it, man. Um, so that's pretty cool. But that is all we got for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Clay, what do you got going on this week, man? Um, this week we over at Star Wars Alliance uh, reviewed the last the Thrawn trilogy the last command so go check that out and uh yeah that's basically it nice i recorded the intro video to my new channel yesterday so i'm gonna be editing that uh thursdays are usually my batman news weekly day uh i do need to work on the short that i'm currently working on i gotta get a lot of photos um so i'm gonna be working on that uh probably after this podcast maybe after i get a little bit of food in my stomach um but yeah i've been uh doing that we're streaming we started playing only up I don't know if you know what that is. Oh, um, no. We started playing that last night. Tomorrow, uh, if you are listening to this, because uh, we're still working out. Uh, Clay's took over to editing the podcast. 
we've learned his internet not, is not as fast as mine. So we're trying to we're figure out how this structure is working right now. So I'm hoping this comes out on Thursday. We'll see. Um, but if you are listening to this before Friday night, uh, we are going to be doing a gang beast stream. So if you want to come by and play some gang beast or just watch some, a bunch of people kick the shit out of each other in gang beast, come by. If I don't get enough people on gang beast, we're going to keep continue playing only up, which is it's rage inducing, but not like some of the other games. Like I, feel I like would I can never that do game. that to myself. Never. The game feels beatable, which is interesting. Unlike that one where the guy's in a, a bucket and he has the hammer, that yeah. game feels fucking hard because that game is only mouse yeah. and it's so hard. Whereas this one, you do WWASD. So yeah. like it's it's better and you can slow-mo, which helps out a lot. But uh, I was taking a lot of risks and that's why I kept falling. But anyways, it was fun to play. But we'll be doing that on stream. Like I said, I'm still working on a lot of the stuff for the new channel. But uh, I'm starting to see that finish line. So hopefully that'll be launching uh, pretty soon. But I got to keep working on it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be it for this podcast. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! New 